Hello, you're very welcome back to another episode of Ladvice.ie. Let's get talking, let's get sharing podcast. Today I'm joined by Ross Wheelock Donnelly. So I'm gonna just give him a chance to say hello and introduce himself a bit. How you doing? I'm Ross, um, from Dublin's North in our city. Uh, just said I'd jump on the podcast, talk a bit about bullying, explain my situation, what I went through and where I grew up and stuff like that. Brilliant. I think maybe before we get stuck into stuff, I think um the year that we've had, I think one of the things that's been missing is that bit of social interaction. Zoom has been great for it, but I suppose most of the time, particularly for me, I'm in work and I've got Zoom calls and stuff most days, but it's always for an agenda, there's always something that is specific to talk to, talk about and you don't really get a chance to have a bit of pleasantries beforehand. So maybe, we, I know you're big into your football and you've got a football YouTube channel as well, uh, where, you, where you discuss a lot of football-related content on your YouTube. So you're a Liverpool fan, which has maybe been unfortunate for you this year. Uh, it's shocking this season. I listen going into this season after winning the league and that you just you wouldn't think stuff like this is gonna happen, would you? No, you know but then I mean? again, it's been a it's been a year of uh, madness anyway. So pure madness, yeah. Maybe yeah, uh, maybe fitting along in with that. So yeah. um maybe moving then on to kind of growing up um and then going into school and being from the inner city and stuff, maybe wanna just talk about your experience in school and um kind of how you found it and well, the start of school was all good. It was perfect. Everything was sweet. You're only young. You want to enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? Everything is just perfect at the time being. But then um, I grew up with psoriasis, the skin disorder. Developed that at like 14 years of age. Um, going into secondary school then. Had it all over my face. Um, dry scalp. Uh, all over my elbows, my arms. My legs, my knees, everywhere, all over my body. It was starting to take a toll on me mentally. Um, I didn't think I could face school anymore, listening to people talk about me, hearing uh, stuff like, oh, look at his face, look at them red patches, getting called all names and stuff like that. That was difficult, you know what I mean? Especially at 15, you don't want to be going into school and worrying about what's going to happen this day and that day, trying to come to terms with people saying stuff about you, you know? Yeah, well, I think even like at a young age, it, it's all about having fun. It's all about experience and things. And That's what about, you want to do, yeah. Yeah, you you want to be surrounded by people who are encouraging and and friendly and, and nice to you. And I'm sure that you, you did have friends within school that were a big support to you as well. But I think one of the one of the big problems with 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 the world really, but um, school has definitely got issues and problems as well. I think one of them is that whole kind of perception of the social hierarchy of you know the cool kids you know the middle kids and then the 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 nerds per se which is kind of a backwards mentality and it's kind of so counteractive to the whole world that we're living in that everyone's diverse everyone has their own interests and just because someone might like I don't know Dungeons and Dragons doesn't mean that they're they're a dork or whatever it is you know um but I think a lot of the time and this would be something that I would say um to, to provide comfort to people and even like when I was in school I would say that I was bullied but I wasn't you know, it wasn't, it was never, I don't know what the word is, but it was never, it was never too, too vicious. Yeah. That would probably be the word. Never serious. Yeah. 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 Never um, and there is that line between banter and bullying as well, but I think. That's it, your- yeah. Like a lot, well, as I say to people, like when you're, when you're 15, 16 years of age, the person that's doing the slagging, I say this all the time, they don't understand how that's going to affect somebody in the long run. Do you know what I mean? Like someone saying to me, at that age, like when I had dandruff or stuff like that over the dry scalp, like if someone said to me, oh, look, it's snowing in his head or something like that, like 
the person saying that doesn't understand, like, for the rest of my life, I'm not going to forget about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. At 15 years of age, you don't think, oh, that's going to affect him for life. But it does. And people don't understand that at that age. You're only young. You know what I mean? You think it's a bit of playful banter, but to the person mm. that's in that situation, taking that on the chin, it's not really banter to me, you know? Yeah, and I, de- I definitely say that that wouldn't be banter. Like, there's a, there's a, like, I wouldn't even say there's a fine line. There's a definitive line between where the boundaries are with cross and just being. I don't even. I know I said before we started, uh, you could use whatever language you want, but there's one word that I try to avoid. But I think you can, you can imagine what it is. It begins with a C. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that is often crossed. And I think one of the things with growing up in school as well would be that. Some people will put other people down in order to try, in order to try and put themselves higher on the pecking order, which again is so mm. backwards that oh yeah, this fella's deadly because he's making the show here, man, and he's now yeah. cool. It's just oh, that was everywhere, especially in the inner city. You know what I mean? You had all the boys from like town that would be bantering other people, but it's not banter. You know what I mean? Mm. I could see that clearly. That that's not banter. The stuff that they say. And I think as well, because so obviously one of the things that I talk about quite a lot is you're the one person that you will spend your entire life with is yourself. You're the one constant in a world full of variables. And I think sometimes, again, it's an unfortunate thing of conditioning as we grow up in society is the interactions that we have with other people and the interactions that we have with ourselves when we're on our, when we're on our own, they can become like a default dialogue with ourselves. And I think some, like maybe if people were constantly slagging you about a particular t- thing to do with who you were, then that begins to make you even more conscious about something that you already would have been conscious about. You start questioning yourself then on something that you want to do. You'd be questioning it then. Oh, can I do this? Or should I do this? Or stuff like that. You don't think you can do it anymore then, you know? Yeah. And then, so like in terms of trying to like cope with the the bullying or try to um, lift your mood and stuff, would there be anything that you would have like tried to, to utilize or to do in order to, you know, well, at that age, at that age, I was playing football at the time, so that was kind of my escape. You know, going to play football with people that actually enjoyed my company or people that wanted me around at that stage. Like I was only sixteen years of age. You know what I mean? That's difficult to be dealing with something like that at such a young age. Like, but I had football. I went out, played football every single week, training and stuff like that. So that was my kind of escape and way of dealing with that at the time being. It was only as then, when I got older, I realised, like, I can't let other people define who I am or what I'm going to do with my life, do you know what I mean? It's only now, I'm 24 years of age, and it's only now that I don't care about other people's opinions. Definitely, I think that's one, if if, if anyone takes one thing from this conversation, would be to fuck other people's opinions. And, that's you know. it. I say it all the time, is other people's opinions can't define somebody else's life, you know what I mean? It's like an arsehole, we all have it. <laughs> absolutely yeah um i think as well as um if we are if we went about our lives and questioned if someone would judge us for anything that we do you wouldn't leave your bedroom you, you do nothing yeah, that's good. I, I wouldn't be i wouldn't be sitting in front of a camera making a youtube video and you wouldn't be doing podcasts if that's the case you know absolutely i think you need to just worry about your own opinion of yourself and when you when i say your own opinion of yourself you need to be compassionate understanding and empathetic towards yourself first and foremost and also have a self-belief system and even a support system around you with friends and family and everything else that will yeah. actually motivate you or push you forward and allow you to to flourish and be the person that you want to be this is going to sound so fucking cringy but this has come to me right now man <laughs> but if you put if you put um 
if you put a seed into the ground right it won't it won't grow unless it has the right nutrients in the soil and has water coming down and everything else so i think it's important to try and have eat first and firstly yourself being able to do like give yourself that and then having other people around you to be able to to give you that as well well that's that's how i got to where i'm at at the minute i um so i have a small group of friends maybe four or five you can count on one hand like but uh when i was growing up so obviously after all that stuff that happened in school i left school early i couldn't couldn't handle it anymore so get me out here kind of thing just that was it you know what i mean that was pushed the last button i was gone Um, so i went through a bit of a rough patch then for a year and a half maybe till i found a job i eventually found a job and that's where i actually met my missus but once i met her and obviously the few friends that i'm at the talking about i had them around me that's when things start to really get serious then i start taking stuff serious what do i want to do with my life where do i want to take this what's my dreams and my goals you know what i mean and then the mental health kind of it took a toll on me obviously leaving school and stuff like that but when i had these people around me that's when i started to really become myself you know understand who i was and what i want to do where i want to go with my life then that's how i got to where i'm at I think that's um, a really big part of anyone's life is trying to firstly understand who you are as an individual, what you're, I always really encourage people to in, immerse themselves in hobbies, passions and interests and stuff as well. And um, I think that piece of self-awareness and understanding what it is that you want from life is a really good foundation and starting point for moving forward. And then even so we talk about, um, you know, the journey that you've gone on and even the mental health aspect of things. And obviously if you're feeling down or if you're feeling low within yourself and you're not feeling great, I think one of the great things that you can do is set little goals and set um, kind of plans to put in place in order to improve that situation because it doesn't have to be that way all the time. And that, that's a big thing for me is setting goals. Like when I made a, the video on mental health the first time, it's, it's a very big thing for me and I understand that a lot of people can't speak on it. And it really is difficult. I just I was in a little bit of a a rough spell, we'll say, and everything was just my head just felt like it was gonna explode. So I took out the camera and I spoke. And you know what? It actually helped. And to see the support when you do something like that is unbelievable. But as I said in that, is set goals. You need to set goals. You need to whether it's goals for this month, goals for the next six months, or goals for the next year. Just set goals. What do you want to do in six months? What do you want to do this month? Do you want to train five days a week? Do you want to go to the gym five days a week? Do you want to go out on walks five or six days a week? Whatever it is, something so small, you may think it's so stupid, but put it down and go and fucking do it because I can't stress it enough that setting the goals and doing what I wanted to do has really put me on the path to where I'm going, where I want to be. And even if it's just Right. So say for April, I said, I won't eat chocolate sweets, I won't drink fizzy drinks and I'm going to train five days a week or two weeks in and I've done all of that. So if I can do it for the next two weeks, well, then that's another goal smash for me, you know? Definitely. I think, um, like, it, it, again, when we talk about setting goals and stuff, it doesn't have to be I mean, solving world hunger. It doesn't have to be something big. It can even just be even on a daily and like on a daily you set out a task list. And I think the great thing about that then is you can look back even if it's on over the course of a day, you can look back and say, well, look at all the things that I have accomplished today. And then that then helps with regards to attacking tomorrow. And you can then get on top of things rather than letting things get on top of you. I heard it. I think I heard it on a video. I seen it on a video or something. 
the person that was talking was talking about mental health and setting goals. But he said that to start him off, he got up every morning and made his bed. And now that, that could sound like the stupidest thing in the world to all of us. But getting up in the morning and making sure he made his bed, and made his breakfast afterward, and that set him up for the day then. And that's going back to it, the smallest goal in the world, like making your bed. You do that every day anyways, you know what I mean? But if you haven't been doing it and you get up one day and say, you know what? I'm going to make me bed today and I'm going to make me and me missus breakfast. And that sets him up for the rest of the day then. Yeah, I think, um, I think where that comes from is it's that sense of accomplishment at the start of the day, but it's also being disciplined in your, in your routine. And I think yeah. um, I was only thinking about this today. I'm, my, head, my head is always on the go with regards <laughs> to coming up with ideas and, and even yeah, just yeah. conversation points and stuff. But um, it was along the lines of the, your routine is so important. I think I've seen somewhere we can make anywhere between 16,000 and 80,000 decisions within a day. And this is why a habit and a routine is so important because if you have a routine that's set in place, it allows you to be on autopilot for some of the day. But also it's important to not be on autopilot for your whole life, if that makes sense. Because if you go on autopilot, you're not deciding where you're going and you need to be able to have the capacity to make these decisions in your day and over the course of the year, whatever it is, so that you can move forward in the direction that you want. And I think that routine of up, make the bed, then whatever else comes out after that in the day, it means that you are coming at the day with the right attitude of, I'm going to get stuff done. And if you don't make the bed at the first thing in the morning, now look, I'm guilty of it. I don't do it every morning. Yeah, I, I'm guilty myself. But, but I was uh, just using that as an example of a small goal. <laughs> but um, I think the thing is, it makes it puts you in a, in a position and a default decision-making thing of commitment to getting things done. And if you do that the first thing in the day, it's a it's a good starting or starting point. Get you going, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Get you yeah. going. Anyway, moving on, moving on from from uh, from beds and, and making beds <laughs> and everything else. With regards to your, to your goals, I know a lot of them were kind of when I was I was going to say fitness related, but at the same time, actually, it's more so just from a personal development standpoint and a self improvement as well, because that obviously comes with physical like physical ability and appearance and everything else it comes with personal development and it was a lot to do with kind of your own attitude towards towards life and even towards yourself as well and kind of removing kind of those blockers that you had in place from from the past experiences well I suppose the first thing was trying to come to terms with I had a problem mentally you know and I think that's the hardest thing for anybody to actually admit is that they're suffering you know so I think the first thing I had to really do before before I set any goals, before I done anything with my life, I needed to come to terms with, listen, I have a problem, you know, I'm really suffering bad here and I don't think I'm going anywhere. So it was coming to terms with that first and like being man enough to actually say, look, I have a problem and I needed to speak about it. So I didn't I didn't go speak to any therapists or anything like that. I just needed to get it off chest, you know. So it could have been anybody, it could have been a stranger on the street, it could have been mom, dad, anybody. So I needed to come to terms with that force and I did come to terms with that. I understood that I obviously studied mental health and saying, right, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm going through. How do I stop it or how do I move on from it? Um so I was getting it off my chest first and explaining to somebody, look, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm thinking about on a daily basis. Um, it's 24-7. I can't stop. I don't sleep at night because of it. Obviously, this is going to sound a bit cliche as well, but crying yourself to sleep is another thing. 
that I was going through at the time. So it was really, really tough. But I think coming to terms with that and understanding that, look, you have a mental, you have mental health issues was the main thing. First and foremost, anyways, was trying to admit that to somebody else, you know. Like, obviously, I know deep down that I was struggling or I was suffering mentally, but nobody around me, I was the happiest person ever to people around me until I actually spoke up about it, you know. So it's yeah, coming to terms with that. I think, um, sorry to interrupt, but I think um, that's a typical thing, particularly amongst men within society is, you know, for the last year we've been wearing masks, like for COVID and stuff, but you know I mean, a, a smile can mask, um, you know, like the true feelings that are behind that. And, you know, there is the whole thing of putting on a brave face. And, you know, I think the really important, the really good thing that's come within, within the last couple of years, but maybe the last year in particular has been the heightened um, focus and, discussion around mental health and actually just expressing how you feel because yeah. ultimately to move on from or to solve any problem or issue or, or thing that you're facing you need to understand the current situation and exactly. being able to accept that firstly from your, for your own standpoint and then actually to own it and to discuss it and talk to someone else because the worst thing I find is if you're if you're having a discussion within your own head it's very difficult to catch one thought and then work through it and when you actually open up and discuss it with someone else they can offer you a, a, an ulterior viewpoint or a discussion and it can help you challenge some of those thoughts that have been rooted in you for the last whatever, however long it was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're spot on. Yeah, I think that's that's the main thing. Yeah, it's just trying to get it off your chest. But I think a lot of things with men suffering, like obviously there's the stigma around men not being able to talk on whatever. Men can cry and stuff like that. But I think coming to terms with it and actually getting it off your chest is the best possible way to move on from that you know but I think it's difficult as well when you're suffering mentally because there's a there's a lot of things going on in your head that you can't actually put your finger on what is causing it you know like there's a million different thoughts in my mind that I don't actually know what's the cause of that in the first place you know like that so it's trying to trying to find out but I think speaking to somebody else and getting them force field thoughts out there and listening to somebody else explaining how we can get through this or stuff like that is really, really important. And I'd say that to anybody else as well that's struggling. It's just anybody, stranger in the street, therapist, whatever you want to do, just get it off your chest because you can't keep suffering. And if you keep suffering, you're going to end up in a dark, dark hole. Yeah, and even with that, like, so I, I try to promote kind of people, obviously opening up and, and talking about how they're feeling. But... One of the things there's a bit of there still is a bit of a stigma around going to a counselor or a therapist or wherever else. Oh, yeah. And the whole thing is like, I mean, you said you play football. I played football when I was younger as well. But if you got a, an injury to your knee or to your foot or to your leg, whatever it is, you'd go see a doctor. You get a you get a, a bandage or a cast put on it. And people, you'd walk around the you'd be walking around the street and people would see you've got a cast in your arm. They say, Oh, geez, what happened to your arm? I hope you're all right. People can see the feelings yeah. that are behind the smile, the the mask that you put up. So it's important to be able to actually own those feelings and those thoughts the same and I know it's difficult it is difficult a lot of things are easier said than done if you keep keep struggling in silence and on your own and this is coming from experience as well like at the minute I'm in the best place possible mentally physically that I've ever been in my whole entire life so I can actually speak on stuff like this but I think just get it off your chest anybody will say it all the time to me friends as well if you're ever struggling just send a text just you need to get it off your chest because I've been in a deep dark home myself and I know that it's not nice and you're getting horrible thoughts in your head about not being here anymore and stuff like that. We won't get too deep into that, but I just 
mental health is first and foremost for me in any walk of life. I think mental health is the most important thing because I know deep down what it's like to struggle and have dark thoughts in your head, you know. So it's just getting that off your chest to begin with and just that's where you start. Yeah, and then so then like you were saying, firstly the acceptance piece and then like I think one of the, the foundations for, for you getting to the position that you're in is, is that piece of setting goals and um you know kind of celebrating those achievements and taking inspiration from the past achievements to know that you can move forward and achieve more. So maybe you wanted to just even talk about some of the kind well, that's of that's how I started last year. Sorry for cutting you off there. Um that's how I started last last January. I went into the year, um, I wasn't in great shape physically. I'm not going to lie, I had the prop on it. Kelly, I wasn't working out on it like that. So um, going into last year, I set a few goals to run a few times a week, even if it's only once, you know what I mean? I've still done it. Um, fix up my diet. That was the first thing. Before I'd done any physical training, my little goal was to fix up my diet. Now, I'm no good at diets whatsoever. I'm not going to lie, but I'm not strict either. But when I started at the... The last January when I started, the first thing I done was my diet because I knew, listen, I need to get rid of the belly. How do I do it? It's not physical exercise because if I'm exercising and I'm still eating shite, you're not going to lose it. So the first thing I done was set a goal to change my diet four months. It was only small, just change my diet. So we got that out of the way. And then get me driver's license was another one. Now, that sounds stupid to most people. It might be easy for everybody around. But for me, that was something difficult. Like, I hadn't done a test or anything like that since I was 16 or something like that. This is at 23. So you're talking seven years like since I've done a test or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I just set the goal on getting the driver's, getting the 30 test done, done that. Got that out of the way. Um, I wanted to do a few charity things last year. I've done a few of them. So I had all this, like I say to everybody, whatever thoughts are going through your head at the minute, just write them down like a diary. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if you're sitting at home and you think of something while you're lying in bed and you think of something that you want to do, write it down and then have a look at it tomorrow when you wake up. Be like, yeah, I'm going to go and do that, you know? So that was my first thing was just little goals, one at a time. And then coming into this year, I said to myself, I'm going to, have bigger goals so it's getting me full license this year it's trying five days a week it fix up your diet no takeaways stuff like that um, and I think that's all helped me mentally look I'm, I'm happy and healthy now you know and looking back four years ago I'd never thought in four years time I'd be in this situation and it's all from setting small goals even now I'm setting goals for the month so I set four or five goals what I want to do this month as I said to you at the start of this for April, no takeaways, no sugar. Run three or four days a week and train five days a week. So it's just, it's small things. But to me, that's not small, you know what I mean? That keeps me going. Look, I have a reminder on my phone for 9.40 every morning. Track your calories and eat your breakfast. So it's yeah. it's something yeah. so stupid to people. But for me, that that, that keeps me on the straight and narrow. It keeps me going mentally as well. But yeah, that that is the, the beauty of it is. I mean, the task in itself might seem simplistic, but actually the in order to maintain that over a prolonged period of time, you need to have a self self-discipline, a commitment to yourself, a commitment to your goals. And also you need to just actually have a lot of resolve and, and resilience in order to stay on track with it. Because if you try and tell anyone that has in the past not done these things to, to start doing them, that's why it's important, I, th- I think, to start small because you're not going to go from couch to, to a marathon in the space of a, of a month. No. And it's important no. to be realistic with the goals as well. But 
it is it's a big kind of change from a from a habit a routine standpoint and to build up those small habits and then they can become bigger and bigger and bigger and that's the kind of thing of um progress and i think it's it well it's, if you compare it to like investments and stuff everyone's mad into investing at the moment everyone yeah, thinks yeah. they're bloody <laughs> wall street you know that, that compounding of progress can make a big difference over a period of time like i think i seen a quote there yesterday it was it was something along the lines of if you give yourself six months of commitment to your to yourself and to your goals and whatever else you this is obviously isn't the quote <laughs> word for word yeah. but, uh, you can you can really change the direction of, of that your life is going in and if you look at six months it's not actually really that long of a period of time wow. and if you look at five years you know you can be living a totally different life to what it was in the past or in a really well, really it, well, improved life even with like youtube stuff like i never i never thought in a million years i could sit in front of a camera and put it out for the whole world to see now obviously i don't get them viewers but i mean you can just search that and find it, no matter who you are, where you are. Like, that's obviously how we found each other was me finding your podcast on Instagram like, and seeing that you were doing a great job. But even with the YouTube thing, like, set a small goal. So I just took the camera out that day. But going back to when I was 16, I don't really watch telly, you know. I just, YouTube is my telly. Like, if I was to sit down on my own for two or three hours, it's watching YouTube videos. You know, it could be anybody, it could be podcasts, it could be anything. But that was always my type of telly. So it was always something I wanted to do, you know what I mean? But as you said, them small goals led me to the big goals, you know what I mean? So doing all them small things last January led me up to towards the end of the year. Then I actually confidently put myself on a camera. And then that led into actually doing YouTube now, doing a podcast series myself now. It's just only on episode two, but that's what led me into doing the YouTube, the small goals first, and then obviously training and becoming confident again in my own body and with myself was able to put myself now on a camera and do YouTube videos. Now it's a bit slow at the minute, but we get back to it. But I never thought in a million years I'd be on a camera, put myself out there to the whole world, you know what I mean? it's that thing of um expanding your comfort zone as well isn't it and i think it kind of goes but even back to like that whole thing of fucking other people's opinions and whatever whatever they think let them think it but i'm gonna not let that affect my thinking because like i mean your comfort zone if you if again if you cared out about other people's opinions you wouldn't do nothing and actually it is a big step to to put yourself out there online for the world to see because you're not going to please everyone not everyone is going to like you but it's about just understand accepting that first and foremost and then secondly there is going to be so many people that are interested in your stuff and to be fair to you you're actually doing really really well with the youtube you're doing much better than me with the youtube anyway. <laughs> i'm not i'm not for, well, you're um, doing a lot better of a job than me i tell you that um yeah i'm not for comparisons but i mean you're, you're doing you're really are you've been, you've been banging out the videos and um, YouTube is a tough is a tough nut to crack. Um, you're not doing Definitely. a bad job of it, so big yeah. thumbs up to you. There. Well, that's what I said. Like, it's not nothing's gonna happen overnight. You know what I mean? If I'm seeing progress by the week, so every time I upload a video, I gain five or five to ten subscribers every single time. Like, there hasn't been one video I put out where I didn't gain. Now, some obviously some videos I gain a lot more than others, but at least five people have subscribed to my channel since every single video I put out. I'm not looking to be blown up overnight and 100,000 subscribers. I'm willing to put the work in first and foremost and try and see where I can take this, you know what I mean? Now, obviously, it's been a bit quiet, but I'm trying to come to terms of what way I want to go with the YouTube. Like, I can't just... I don't just want to go in one direction, you know what I mean? I'm 
this I have to do everything I need. Football as one, I'll be doing game and stuff. I have my own podcast series. So just I want to do a bit of everything and then obviously find out what I want to do fully then, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to do a bit of everything first, find out what I'm kind of best at and what people find me best at doing first, and then we'll go into going full whack with it then, you that's, know? Um, that's what it's about though, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people um, in life, and this isn't even from a, a content creation or a YouTube standpoint, it could be someone deciding what job or what industry they wanted to go into in exactly. terms of work and you know it's kind of like well I don't have I don't know what I want to do I don't know how to figure it out and they think oh fuck what am I going to do and, and that can even lead you in a place of uncertainty and kind of worry and questioning and saying well I should need to figure this out I need to figure this out and it is it's about trying new things isn't it and if you don't course, try yeah. it you won't know if you enjoy it the same way like really really simple if you, if you don't eat if you don't eat a certain food when you're younger you're not going to know if you like it or not um, so people can find you on YouTube there and as that Ross fella that Ross fella on YouTube the weekend fixes on Instagram yeah I have a yeah. Instagram page for the podcast series because I, I really want to I want to try this podcast stuff like yourself obviously you had a passion for it and you, you're doing actually very well um, so I watch podcasts listen to podcasts all the time like I don't go to sleep at night without podcasts playing in the earphone so Every single day, I'm listening, looking out for new podcasts, trying to see where I can better myself as well as a host. So I'm just I'm trying to come to terms with finding people. Obviously, you have a platform now, and you you found a lot of guests. Yeah, I I think um one of the one of the great things about actually doing the podcast is having conversations with people and and connecting with people that have stories to tell, and even like people who are coming from different backgrounds, different scenarios, and it's about learning from from their experiences and, and sharing my experiences with people as well. And I think that's one of the great things about connecting with, with new people is um, finding out kind of different viewpoints and perspectives on life. And I think mm. the more that you can kind of take them in. And I was talking with um, Jamie on last week's episode and we were talking about, you know, taking little snippets from other people's things and little snippets from other people's lives and bringing it in, into what it is that you want to do because there's no point in saying, oh, well, I want to be like him or I want to be like him or I want to be like her. Yeah. And, you know, trying to replace who you are. It's all just about your own journey and taking little snippets and bringing it forward into your own life and going from there, I suppose, isn't it? But um, yeah, well, that, That's how we grow as people, though, isn't it? It's from uh, being around and interacting with other people. Like we, We'd still be the same person we were six years ago if it wasn't for interacting socially or... Like learning new things from new people, like we would have never met if it wasn't for social media. Do you know what I mean? And now we're sitting on a podcast, so it's you don't grow as a person in life without meeting new people and like taking things from other people's life. And that's what the podcast is perfect for. Mm. And I think um, even with that as well, um, by again we already discussed talking about things can really help you as a person, as an individual. It can also help the other person as well. And I think uh, I spoke about this on the last podcast that I did, the, the twenty. Uh, fifth birth yeah, and it was um the quarter life crisis thing but i did i talked about age versus maturity and stuff and, and you even said you touched on it there with regards to you can go through life and you can just not expose yourself to anything new you can kind of confine yourself and that will lead to you you won't learn anything new and it's the whole thing of going and experiencing and talking to new people and getting outside the comfort zone and growing as an individual and allowing yourself to yes be still um staying true to who you are and, and having a, a vision of what you want to be and become, 
but also allowing yourself to take in other people's opinions and experiences and situations to to learn from their experience and maybe help you avoid some experiences that you don't yeah. want to experience as well. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's it. Spot on. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't learn anything. And as as you said, if we stayed inside our comfort zone, neither of us would be on this call right now. You know. We wouldn't, neither of us would be bleeding walking either, no man. I've seen a really good quote, and this was from a Stephen Bartlett podcast. I'm really a big fan of his. But um, he said, um, if people um, gave up every time that they fell down, everyone in the world would be slugs. You know, no, no one could walk when they were born. Yeah. So. Oh, I, I'd, be do, I'd be done. If, I, if, I'd let, if I'd have let my mental health be me, I, I wouldn't be sitting on this either. You know what I mean? If I if going back to when I was 17, 18, and if I let that be me, I'd have never been on a camera for YouTube. Me, me, all my social medias would be private and I wouldn't be putting that now for no public people to see or read. You know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. Well, I really wanted to, to thank you for, for coming on and having a chat with me. I really wanted to commend you for the work they were doing as well. I was I was keen to make sure that I gave you the compliment because I know um I know we you know it's important to keep going and not care too much about other people's opinions and everything else. But it's also good to hear um a bit. Of oh, definitely appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to hear the support. Like I get like do you know what? Believe it or not, before we finish up here, the people that done that to me are texting me to this day telling me how good of a job I'm doing. So if that doesn't tell you something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> the people that put me in some of the situations I've been in are texting me support now. And I've forgotten about all of that. I don't care. It was in the past. If you can grow as a person and understand what you've done was wrong, well, then I commend you for that. So, like, the people that put me through that are the ones that support me. But when you hear the messages of support, you, you kind of have to take that, don't you? <laughs> you do, you do. Because it's, it's important It's important to obviously celebrate the small wins and and when you do get the support and when you do get the compliments yeah you'd be you'd be you'd be lying to yourself yeah, if you said not it, to take it yeah you'd be lying <laughs> to yourself if you said it wasn't it wasn't encouraging and uh, it yeah. is really good and even with that with regards to like people who had previously doubted or previously actually you know slagged you or, or put you down for them to come around and actually show the appreciation they well first and foremost and um, from from your own standpoint because that's the, the biggest thing about this is a big well done and correct congratulations to you for going out and doing your thing. And they're not they're not trying to support you just for the sake of it. They're supporting you yeah. for for a reason and they're supporting you because they can see the great work that you're doing. And then secondly, from their standpoint, again, it probably is the case that they didn't realise the things that they had said exactly. to you in the past were gonna put you in the position that it did put you in. And again, another big I'm not I'm not I'm gonna stop blowing smoke up your ass, man. But another <laughs> another, another pat on the back for um for putting yourself out there and just saying fuck it and doing it and you know other people's opinions, they slowly but surely turn around and they start to appreciate what you're doing. And I appreciate you as well. You're doing very good work. I'm not gonna just say that because you're complimenting me, but I, I wouldn't have jumped on this podcast if I didn't think that what you're doing is brilliant. So Fair play to you for the stuff that you're doing. Keep doing it. Right, we'll um we'll leave it at that before we start um flirting with each other anymore. Right? <laughs> 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 I love it. Good to see good to see blokes supporting blokes and um That's it. we'll be sure to we'll be sure to keep in touch with this. And if anyone who is listening and anyone who has been it has enjoyed the conversation, I'd encourage you to check out um Ross's Instagram and his uh, YouTube. And his podcast, I'll be sure to leave them in the description when I do put a, put out the post. And if anyone who's listening and kind of has been inspired by the, the conversation or has enjoyed the conversation, I'd appreciate if you could give it a share on your social media and tag both of us to get the conversation out there. Not for not for um 
self promotion and not for smoke up our own homes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not for that, but well, for that, but also because I do think conversations like this, as we said, while listening to other people's opinions, viewpoints, and experiences, it can help you really grow as an individual. And that's what this podcast is all about: is empowering people to make a positive change today for a better tomorrow. And I do think if people were to listen to this, they will take something from it. So uh, that's that's my my uh, my convincing for people who are listening to try and share it done. And um, I will thank everyone who's listened for tuning in and uh, appreciate it. And we'll catch you again next time.